0: Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queen's podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Katie. I'm Mel. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Shazam, directed by David F. Sandberg and released in 2019. The plot of the movie goes something like this. A streetwise 14-year-old foster kid is given the ability to turn into an invincible superhero by saying a magic word. Magic
1: word being Shazam. Indeed. Um, As we usually do, we'll do a spoiler-free bit up front to tell you whether we think you should see this movie before we get into spoiler talk. Yes. Yes, I definitely
0: think people should see this movie. This movie is fantastic. This is
1: probably in my top five all-time favorite superhero movies. I loved it. Wow. I think it's great. I really enjoyed it. Definitely. It's lots of fun. And um, you and I have long been fans of Zachary Levi. So he's very sweet in the lead. It's like a nice... It's a nice movie. Mm-hmm. Like good things happen to good people and bad things happen to bad people. And like nobody is perfect and everybody has to learn a lesson. It's very sweet. And it's um it's pretty well made too. Probably slightly scarier than you might expect from the trailers. So if you're taking kids like tween and up, not like littler kids, yeah. um, because there are some scares. But twice I wrote down <laughs> This director would be a really good horror director. And then I looked him up afterwards and he made Annabelle Creation and a bunch of other pretty awesome horror stuff. So I was not wrong. He's no. a great horror director. Um so it's yeah, it's really quite well made too yeah. uh, as well as being fun. To me this is a
0: very competent and very
1: complete film.
0: The pacing is really good. It doesn't rush things. It doesn't stuff things in that don't need to be there. There's references but they're not over like They're not overpowering the story or anything like that, which is something I really appreciated, especially after, you know, I mean, Marvel does an amazing thing where they tie all their universes together, but it's nice to see a superhero movie that completely can
1: stand on its own without all of that stuff. Well, yeah, and I think because it is a bit more of a a younger targeted movie, you you don't have to be deeply into the universe you can go along and have fun without needing to know any Mm. of that stuff which is nice it's it's refreshing to be honest it's very
0: refreshing i i appreciated that a lot it's it's very self-contained and it works completely within itself you don't need any other information to be able Mm. to understand this movie
1: no it is very very nice but yeah i mean i think people should see it yeah like i don't i'm not putting it in my top five or anything the way you are but i thought it was fun i thought it was nice and um I was quite happy to watch it, and I would be rec- happy, happy to recommend it to people.
0: It is my favorite DC superhero movie in the current DC EU. Yeah, I can see that. But only, I mean, I do love Wonder Woman, but really the, the ending of Wonder Woman lets it down so much for me, and this is a much more complete film to me. Mm.
1: Much better final fight to me. Yes, you can uh, always see what's going on. Yeah, there's that no too. weird like the the CG is obviously there, but it's not obscuring the action. Yeah, but also it
0: has stuff in it that's really interesting and actually kind of ties into the theme of the themes of the movie, which we will get to later because we don't want to spoil everybody. But like, no. yeah, to me, the it's really strong from, you know, go to woe. It's really strong from the beginning to the end.
1: Hmm. Yeah. It's also quite meta. Um, mm. There's lots of fun little references to how superhero movies work and how comic books work and how this whole universe works, while also it takes place in obviously a DC universe where Superman and Batman are real people who exist. And so Aquaman. That, and Aquaman, yes. And so that's all kind of fun as well. Yeah, but uh, we we don't want to spoil anybody. So if you haven't seen Shazam and you plan to, stop the podcast now and come back when you have. Okay. Yeah. So the only things for me that keep this from being
0: a really, like, almost perfect movie are, like, a couple of the performances are not great. Mm-hmm. There are some tropes in it as well that are not great. The magical Negro trope being the um, one of the first things I wrote down. Yep. Um. And yeah, it's it's kind of I don't think there's enough differentiation between the Shazam version of Billy and Freddy as people, mm. which is weird. But like, if you think about the fact that they cast, and this is a big spoiler now, but if you think about the fact that they cast Zachary Levi and Adam Brody as the grown-up versions, as the grown-up versions, and Zachary Levi and Adam Brody are so similar in terms of the characters they play and all that sort of stuff. It seems kind of like it, ma- it makes it more obvious that there's just not enough differentiation, I think, between those characters. Kid Billy and Freddie to me are quite different, mm. but Kid Billy and Shazam Billy are not quite the same. They, yeah, they they seem like
1: more like different people. Yeah, I mean. Yes, they do actually. They're not as alike as you'd expect them to. Yeah, Kid Billy and Kid Freddy are kind of amazing and like obviously the first part of the movie you're asking the question a lot of the time. Why didn't would why didn't um Freddy get get the superpowers because he's clearly pure of heart already. But like, I don't they, think I don't think that exists and I think that's actually part of the movie. Ah. But anyway, <sighs> they um but that's it sort of that goes away a little bit later on. Um but because at first they're they're quite different like little Freddy is amazing and mm. adorable um and I recognized him I think you said he's from it yeah so I would he played in Eddie that. in that um Freddie and Eddie yeah and he he's a really good little kid actor um I actually like the kid who played Billy he had a couple of good scenes he wasn't quite as strong as the kid who played Freddie
0: I don't think he's bad I just don't think he's strong enough yeah. to carry a film um I think he's he's too kind of. He's holding back too much. He's too mumbly. Like he's not really letting us in a lot of the time. I think his strongest scenes are the opening, his first scene where um, he's robbing that pawn shop, where we get to see a lot of that spark and a lot Mm -hmm. of life in him. I feel like a lot of the time we don't see that. Yep. He's just snarky and not fun.
1: Yeah. And and looking out just for himself. And the other good scene is is the one that you like where he sees his mum. Yeah. When he meets his biological mother. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was going to say something and I completely forgot about it. Sorry. Oh, yeah, no, no. um, Yeah, the movie, I think the movie takes a bit long to get going. There's a lot of backstory. We don't get dropped into the action and then get backstory like you normally would with the story. You get – backstory, backstory, backstory. And the backstory is quite heavy. And it takes, I think, a full 35 minutes before we actually see Zachary Levi. And I I think the movie always lifts when Zachary Levi arrives. But I didn't mind that because I felt like we were, because we knew he was
0: coming, like the um, trailers and everything, the posters and everything. It's kind of a build. Like, I don't mind the build so much. I think it could have been a little shorter, but I think if we'd seen him straight up, it wouldn't have, we wouldn't have had that excitement and that anticipation of when he shows up.
1: Right? Yeah, I so mean, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I yeah. for me didn't bother me very much. I quite liked that we had a lot of the information first, and we were kind of like being um, led up a ramp to when we were going to get to see him. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, it, it's a lot of a lot of people's different tra- different people's traumas because you get Mark Strong's character's trauma as well. Um, it's all very well made and very well done, but yeah, I was very much glad to see Zachary. Like I, I was sort of looking at my watch going, this is going on a bit. Um, and I was very happy when um, we finally get to see Zachary. Levi and, and I, throughout the movie, uh, when he's around, I did find it a bit more engaging than when it was just the kid. Not that I didn't like the kid because, as, as we said, when he meets his biological mom in that opening that scene, he's very good. But he isn't – like, I don't know, there's something very sparkly about Zachary Levi in this character. And it's funny because he wasn't even the first person to – like he wasn't – this was – originally supposed to be a vehicle for The Rock, Mm. this movie, and he would have been great too. He's an um, executive producer on it. But it's such a perfect role for him. Mm. It so suits his bit like – I was about to say Seth Cohen. I mean Adam Brody. A bit like Adam Brody, it kind of fits with his off-screen persona of like a fun big kid. Yeah, I came this close to calling him Adam Cohen earlier, so
0: (laughs) I get it. Um, But, yeah, I think – I think they sort of went like he's perfect casting. Mm-hmm. But I think with the kid version they sort of went for approximation in looks mm. rather than
1: in personality. Yeah, yeah, and then when they had to cast an even smaller child, they made found a kid who looks like the teenage kid, the 4-year-old oh, yeah, yeah. who goes missing, yeah. Yeah. But that's not such a I mean, no, he's no. tiny. So. No, but he it's... he looks he and the um the 14-year-old look like they could be brothers, like yeah. they look really alike.
0: Yeah and but I th- I th- I think you're actually losing something. Like when we talked about moonlight, we talked about how the three um guys don't look like each other. Oh, uh, I remember. But they do such a good job of carrying that character yeah. through. They will feel like they're the same character. Um mm-hmm. and I would prefer that. I would almost prefer it to them to not look exactly alike but be better at carrying the f- uh, following the character. I would even prefer it if the kid who played Freddie, whose name I had yesterday but have forgotten since. Oh, I can look at why you're talking. Tyler in it
1: somewhere. Um, yeah, but um, he shares a surname with a famous producer. Yeah, he, Grazer.
0: Three Jack Dylan. Jack Dylan Grazer. Yeah, Dylan, not Tyler. <laughs> you know, one of those like Gen Z kid names. <laughs> yeah. So um, I almost would have preferred it if he played Kid Shazam because he has so much more spark and so much more energy. Yeah. Um, or they had adult Shazam. Be more like Billy, at least at the start, and then start to change. Because mm. it's really weird to see adult, like Shazam Billy, be so kind of enthusiastic about everything and, and smiley and happy and like you know, all mm-hmm. that stuff. There's an energy that's the same when, when he's trying to trick people. Mm. And that's where I think the biggest crossover is. But all yep. that enthusiasm that he has and all that energy that he has is not always in the kid Billy. And I feel like it's because the kid Billy is holding back um, mm. Asher Angel. I think mm. is his name is yep. holding back a lot, like almost like he doesn't want to not look cool or something. And it yep. just doesn't like you're losing something with that. Yeah. um, And that's a little disappointing because adult yep. Shazam is so wonderful. So <laughs> or, much fun. Yeah. Shazam Billy is so wonderful.
1: Yeah. But that said, like there's so many good things about this movie. Like you, can sort of get. I can sort of get past a lot of that stuff because yes. it is so much fun to kind of go through with these guys. It covers quite, quite a bit of dark stuff. Like I said, the beginning is like childhood trauma after childhood trauma. But once he moves into the foster home, it's one of the nicest on-screen depictions of a foster home I've ever seen. Oh, my God, I know. But also, I don't mind the dark stuff because it makes
0: the bright stuff seem brighter in comparison. I don't like… Feels earned, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm tired of these movies that just kind of have one… Sort of like yeah, me- feeling across the whole thing. It's always bright and cheerful, or it's always dark and gloomy. I yeah. like that. There's dark things to
1: balance out the light, and light to balance out the dark. Yeah, and the the really nice ending of them all getting to be superheroes together, like that. Shared power. Yeah, sh- exactly. <laughs> um, th- I wrote down the line about sh- there's uh, power's no fun if there's no one to share it with. Yeah, I wrote I shared power way before that line came I, in. But I, yes. I, well, no, but I made sure I got the line because I wanted to remember it. What good's power if you don't have anyone to share it with? Um, th- that stuff. It feels really earned because, mm. like, these kids have a hard li- – it's it's a really nuanced kind of portrayal of, you know, a kid being in the system and, like, foster care and stuff. Like, it's, it's much nicer than I think I've ever seen before. But, yes, also that's because generally speaking, like, being in the foster system is awful and for whatever reason this kid gets, like, a lucky break and finds this found family. And it's really sweet. Mm. The little found family of all this little ragtag bunch of kids is – Just great. Well,
0: and the parents, too, because I love love the little note that the parents used to be foster kids Mm. and, like, how much care they put into their home and their family. I do wonder where they're getting all the money from, but, Mm. like, they have a really
1: nice house. What do they do? They seem to always be at home. Well, it's quite an old house, though, so, like, maybe they... It's nice, though. But maybe they're, like, they spend a lot of time upkeeping it themselves and things like that. Probably. They do seem to only have one bathroom amongst, like, eight of them. And there's a broken yeah. stair and things like that. Like it's it's meant to be like a house that's like old and sort of gone to seed as well.
0: Yeah. So the siblings are Mary, Pedro, Eugene, Dala, and and Freddie. Uh, and then, then we had Billy. Now Billy and, and the yeah, eight parents. Of them.
1: I'm bad yep. at math, so I had to figure it out. I just remembered out. there were six. Like the kid, the gang of kids was little six. I also have questions, though, about the the school that they go to because it's called like something something central. it. Yeah, whatever, central school. But like – all of the kids go there from, like, little Eugene and Dala, who are probably about eight, all, um, obviously uh, Freddie and Billy, who are 14, and then two older kids who can drive, so who are probably, like, 16, who bully I, them. I would imagine that it's a, a K-12 school. Yeah, but I didn't know they existed in America. I thought they would just, like, it, it's not a middle school. It's clearly bigger than a middle school.
0: I, From what I know, there are some schools where – you have three campuses on the school, kind of like here. We have we'll have schools that have a a primary and a high school campus, oh. but like it's still on the same grounds as right. being a school. Oh,
1: I I even went to a school like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Of course. I, it so was just they, be... they were all like in the lunchroom together. It was just all. I was like, there's a big gap. At one of the, and the older daughter is going off to college as
0: yeah. well. So she'd be in in year Yeah, 12. like she'd
1: be seventeen. Or so. I would
0: also guess that they have separate. Um, potentially separate lunch rooms, but we're all put in together at the end. And he thinks it's weird or something like he that. Does,
1: he actually says, that, "Don't you all have other things on this period?" And, yeah, yeah.
0: This is not right. Your- so they clearly have different timetables. I think, but like it, they- it was
1: confusing to me that. All of these children got dropped off at the one school.
0: Yeah. So, um, and also in America, in high school, they start at some insane time of the morning and they finish at like two. That and the long um, holidays, it's all tied into um, farming and harvest mm-hmm. times and things like that so that they can go home and help with the farming chores that Mm. everybody has in a city philadelphia
1: where where we are which is actually pretty great because um they use some of the philly stuff like Mm -hmm. the rocky steps and that statue of i don't know which founding father but one of them i guess yeah i don't i don't know i don't pay
0: much attention to that moment actually i was paying attention to other stuff
1: well i I only paid attention because i was like I wonder if that's Alexander Hamilton. Because that's literally one of them I like, really have any kind of knowledge about. Well, uh, let's find out. Yeah, we can look that up. But um, but, I, but I like that, that sort of Philly setting. Because it, it fed into the whole, like, they'd had a hard life. He'd had a hard life. He'd, like, had been through some stuff. A mm. these kids had been through stuff. Things like that. Yeah. But,
0: yeah, to me, it just, he, yeah, the kid who played Billy was not, especially when you put him up against somebody like Mark Strong. Yeah, because Mark Strong's
1: playing the villain here, which is a great choice. Oh yeah, he's he has one of the best entrances. It's a really great again one of the, another one of the early moments that made me go, oh yeah, this guy's a horror director after the car crash, and then Mark Strong's entrance where he's like skulking in the back yeah. of a room while his um while the research lady says whatever she says to the subject, and he kind of just appears, looms out of the dark. Yeah. It was so it was actually a scary entrance. It, it was such a great. Dramatic villain entrance.
0: I know, but I love how scary he is. Mm. He, f- the thing about it is that he feels like a real threat when he's threatening the kids.
1: He's scarier than the monsters that are cre- giving him his power. Oh yeah, you know? and I'm, like because he has a really stupid power, which is the seven deadly sins. Like it's, it just seems like a weird power to have. Anyway, look, <laughs>
0: look, okay, the mashup of like cultural influences um, (sighs) on mythological influences on this movie i was like wait so they've got the greek gods but they've got the christian seven
1: sins with well the catholic seven sins and then you've got the magical negro who is the guy protecting everybody from the seven sins and he's like you know uh, gandalf slash dumbledore
0: yeah, and they let out the Seven Sins when they made the original, like, champion, who is now Shazam is, Billy. Yeah. But you're like, but isn't that Pandora? Did you just gender swap Pandora? <laughs> like, yeah.
1: <laughs> the
0: sort of mix it's, and, like, bits and pieces pulling bits and pieces from different mythologies yeah. to create this one. I was like, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> and, I mean, this movie has as an advantage, like this is not a comic book property. A lot of people have heard of. And literally all I know about this thing is that he, that this hero used to be called Captain Marvel. Um, and obviously Marvel won the branding rights on that war sometime mm-hmm. back in the seventies. They were given it um, yeah, sometime back in the seventies. Like, yeah DC like, just sort of went, time. Oh, you can have it. Essentially. Yeah. Like I know nothing about the history of the comics or anything like that, but it was an interesting mashup. Hmm. I have like six hundred notes on yeah, this film, I wrote so I feel like so I should start getting into lines. <laughs> yeah, so Seven Deadly Sins was actually one of my my first ones, and then Philly. Um,
0: oh, okay, mine. I started before that like way before that like my first note is about do you hear what i hear being the song on the radio when they have the car
1: crash oh that was another question i had in in here was this meant to be a christmas movie and (laughs) it just came out at the wrong time i had that question too because i'm pretty sure christmas i'm pretty sure it was pretty sure it just got pushed back that's a kind of a shame it would have been a great christmas movie because
0: there's like the lyrics are playing very loudly over the car crash of a child is born and all that stuff Mm
1: A, or A Child Beckons in the Night, in fact, I think is the the exact... You are the Christmas carol expert around here, so I will defer to your knowledge, your superior knowledge of Christmas carols. Well,
0: just because the lyrics are very clearly about the birth of a supervillain yeah. <laughs> and equating that with the birth of Jesus, which made me really happy. <laughs> like, it's just so funny to me. Mm. And it's also very much something that I think a horror director would do, actually. <laughs> it's really like... Wait, the birth of it? What? They're, they're, they're equating his... Creation. Oh, his origin
1: story with, oh, so his origin story with Jesus's origin yeah. story. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But no, him, I get it.
0: Which I find really entertaining. I really like that. Yeah. Um, I also find it hilarious that he's called Thad and I couldn't get over that. And my third no- note is Lex Luthor. Yeah.
1: Because, who's the dad.
0: Yeah. So he plays the bad yeah. guy's dad, <laughs> which is a role that I think he feel he should feel very home in. Yeah. Um, but, um. and I was just like, you know, this is typecasting to the max. Also, then he's lying in a pool of his own blood, but he's fine later on and i was like he looked like he was dying yeah, he seems to have lost he's in a wheelchair that's it true but nothing but nothing seems to have happened to his head yeah, the when he was, was coming thrown out. through
1: a windscreen yeah <laughs> that was weird to it, me yeah that, that was a bit of a surprise like i did think oh this is a bit of a famous act bit to be killed off this early but also like that was a really bad injury yeah in a well, 1970s car But
0: he's also – it's like you would cast somebody that impactful, like somebody Mm. that memorable, right? It's a good, you know, piece of casting, even if he was only in it for that minute. Mm. Um, He only had one other scene, so. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, because the whole point of the scene is to show how horrible Mark Strong's family were.
0: Yeah. Um, I loved the really old school kind of style of the cave that they're in as well, like that. It just – it feels like an old TV show but updated in a really, like – yeah. Kind of nostalgic, but
1: really well made way. Yes, I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't look hugely high budget.
0: It doesn't, but also it doesn't look it doesn't look bad either.
1: Mm. It just kind of to no, me harkens back to things that yeah, I would harken back. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's it is old fashioned. Is definitely the right way of thinking about that. And then the way they shot
0: him. Like, the way that they shot him with the eye reflected in his glasses mm-hmm. as well, which comes back, like, over and over again. Yeah. And then finally, when he gets the Seven Deadly Sins, the the eye shoots in through his eye and replaces it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's neat. But it's... Yeah. It's imagery. Like, it made me think of... Um, Mary Queen of Scots. Uh. Because it's like obvious imagery but not terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like it's obvious imagery that looks good and doesn't distract you from the story.
1: Yeah, well there were cool little things on the side in the in the cave there. Um like you see the slug, the slug that comes back in the post credit sequence. And you there's like a burning cello when Mark Strong, baby Mark Strong goes in there, but when um little Billy goes in or teenage Billy goes in then it's it's different objects that your attention is drawn to sort of On the side,
0: yeah, it's interesting. And and the thing is, I think they all, I think they probably all are villains that they've trapped. Mm. Because then I found found out that the caterpillar was actually this mind master dude or whatever Mm. his name is that um, was the creator of the gods and is a major supervillain in this story but he actually is that little
1: catapult. I'm like, okay, sure. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's not not a major supervillain in this movie. No, in the the universe. Yeah, he's in the universe. And he comes back in the uh, post-credit.
0: Yeah. So my guess would be that most of the decorations would be like trapped
1: villains. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I'm sure if you're like a seriously big fan of the comics, they would mean something to you.
0: Yeah. Also, right from the beginning when Billy's mum loses him and then he's like, being looked after by the police. I'm like, oh, the mum had to have wanted to lose him because mm. otherwise it's too weird that they couldn't find her. Yes. Especially in our current, you know, climate, it's it's almost impossible to not connect somebody who's just lost their kid yeah. at, a, at a carnival
1: like that. Um, well, I mean, I yeah, mean that's the we whole saw... point, isn't it, of that scene, is that, that Billy's backstory is really sad and really traumatic.
0: Yeah, but I don't know if we're supposed to know that his mum clearly didn't. Want to oh, find I just assumed him. we were
1: okay. But, well, because um, that's the only explanation. Because, yeah, exactly. like, because I mean, even like if it's set in the present day, he, that was only ten years ago. Like, there's no; it wouldn't have been that hard to no. track. I mean, we down. saw
0: Lion. Yeah. Like, in order to lose his mum in Lion, he had to travel across the whole country
1: and then also get his
0: name wrong in
1: the nineties. In the nineties, in India, even yeah, in India, speaking a different language and like it, yeah, and even then they're eventually yeah, it, but in like the modern world and the only difference was that she was now using her maiden name no they would have tracked her down in minutes yeah well i mean there's a whole lot of like it could be a really dark story and it could be uh, and they don't and the movie doesn't need to get into it but like she could have easily they could have easily tracked her down and she went "Mm, i'm gonna hand over parental rights yeah it it wouldn't surprise me given the way that story goes
0: yeah there's a lot of um talk about how like all that they don't want you stuff which is really upsetting Mm -hmm. it's really sad um also i I wrote a note that said, assuming mum has the same surname, really yeah, early yeah. on.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I was—I th- thought they'd look the same thing.
0: I know, right? Like, it, it didn't even have to be that she reverted to her maiden name. She could have just had a different last name to him. Yes,
1: lots of people don't have different last names to their kids.
0: Right. Especially um,
1: women. It's pretty common.
0: And then we get introduced to the family and... Uh, Oh, I also wrote, the group house people seem sweet. Please don't let them be evil.
1: Yeah, I know. I was kind of hoping the same thing because they genuinely seemed like they were really really trying and they really cared and they really were very good at like – at doing what they did, like the way they had that sort of secular grace at night, where all hands on deck, and they mm-hmm. say thank you for the food, but it's not religious. It's just like you know we're being thankful for the food that we've got. And they were serious about discipline, but they were also like serious about love and like letting the kids be themselves. It was, they were really, really good. Yeah, it was nice. I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop as well, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it didn't. I'm glad yeah, there was too. no other shoe. I think we've been um we've been like primed for by other grim dark DC movies to expect it. Not just them. Not just I DC mean- either. The, the
0: You know, it, it happens all the time that the seemingly sweet foster parents are actually evil, terrible people. Yep. Um, so I'm so glad they won't. And then we meet Eugene and Dala. Yeah. And everyone else. Who um, are amazing. Who are amazing. The kid who plays Dala is fantastic. Mm. She is great. She plays so many notes in this. She's so tiny. She just like, she's maybe the best kid actor in this. She's amazing. I love that kid. I mean, um, Eugene's pretty good too. Um, um. Yeah, Eugene's pretty good, but he he he's much more one note. Yeah, yeah. Dala has to do a lot more and is younger. So, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Jack Dylan Grazer is great too, but I thought she was terrific. Yeah, I did write a note that said the nerdy best friend is here when Jack Dylan Grazer shows up. Mm. Um, he in this is uh sort of playing the Finn Wolfhard character in it, <laughs> kind of yeah, um, yeah, Richie, which made me think that Finn Wolfhard would have been great in this. I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> As the lead, it would have been but I mean then he'd be doing much more like what he does on Stranger Things, but still. Yeah. Like I love when he shows off the Batarang and then he goes, "You're more of a soup guy." Like he has funny lines before that, but that one stuck out to me yeah. for some reason. My my note for the next scene, which is where we meet um grown-up Mark Strong. Mm. Thad. That <laughs> he's um the I don't want to call him the magical Negro. Jaimon Hunsu's character, yeah, he's tested all these people, but only two white American boys got to be in this story, yeah, which is just depressing to me. Like, there's yeah, so I, much variety in all the other people. Well,
1: that's what I I wrote that note as well. Is that in the supporting and background characters? There's quite a bit of diversity, like the foster dad, the other foster kids. The um, foster
0: mum is Latina
1: as well. Yeah, and like all these um. Or background characters, I want to, you know, um, Freddie's got a disability. I, I, I don't know if the actor really he has doesn't. a disability and I suspect he doesn't. But, like, there's a whole lot of, like, diversity in the other characters. Mm.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, he always seems to be playing kids who are sick or have disabilities, doesn't he? Um, but, yeah, there's all this disability. Uh, yeah, diversity with everybody mm. else and then the two main guys who form the core of the story are both white guys. But I suppose that's part, like... Mm the similarities between them are very strong. Yeah, and as we discussed, it was supposed to be The Rock who played this, so then it wouldn't have been a True. white guy, but yeah. But yeah, it just made me sad because there was so much diversity there. And yeah. then I wrote, wow, the woman melting was scary. Yes, so. I I wrote, that was dot, 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 dark. That was like – it reminded me so much of the end of um, – Raiders of the
1: Lost Ark. Yeah, where they all, all their faces melt. It was really quite shocking. Where she just puts her hand on the door and then just burns to death. Like well, it I knew all, something was going to happen. Yeah, but like that was quite dark. It was, and that was where I went. Oh yeah, you'd um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if people watched this trailer and brought younger kids than pro- who probably would have been quite scared by that. Yeah, um, It was pretty horrific. But yeah, it was a really, very well done scene. And also was like another thing where you see um, David of Sandberg's horror sensibility come yeah. through.
0: Yeah. So then I wrote, so then he goes back to see Diamond Hunsu again and I wrote Confirmation <laughs> Bias uh, because the idea that there's such a thing as being pure of heart to me, I think the reason that he couldn't find a child who was pure of heart is because it's not a real thing. Yes. You can't just be... Like you you're not just born good or bad, and then like are a good or bad
1: kid, Ms Marvel has a really great line from G Willow Wilson, which is good isn't a thing you is something you are, it's something you do,
0: yeah, I've heard that one before, which I really like, yeah, but yeah, no it's it's so to me it's just so like wrong headed to try and find somebody who is pure of heart. And I think the thing is, there's
1: no such thing yeah, because... Which is why by the time Billy Batson comes along, German Hans, who's like, I need somebody. Well, he doesn't have any choice because yeah. he he gives it to him because he's literally like Mark
0: Strong's just sapped him of all his energy. Yeah. He needs somebody to go out and fight the seven deadly sins. Mm. So he just goes,
1: well, you'll do. Yeah. And this is where I noticed the imagery again in the cave because um, Billy ends up in the cave and the first thing he sees is like a green shoot plant growing in a little thing. No,
0: it's, it's the empty cage. Um, it's the empty caterpillar. Um oh, right. But there's, box. A, there's a
1: thing growing in there, like yeah, a green
0: shoot. But the green shoot is what the caterpillar was Has on escaped from. Yeah. But
1: but, we, but the point is that we see green shoot and Billy arrives in the yeah. cave.
0: Yeah. But yeah. So to me, I think it was just like he confirmed to Mark Strong that he wasn't good enough, mm. but then he told Billy he was, and even though they were actually in the same place. Mm. Or actually, um, Mark Strong, I think, was like, oh, no, I am good enough, I am good enough. And Billy was like, well, I'm not good enough. But, like, depending on what you do, it actually confirms for them what they're feeling or whatever, yeah. regardless of whether or not they're actually good. Um, mm. And I think the the movie is actually telling us that his search for somebody who's pure, who is pure of heart was
1: futile because that's not a real thing. And it was actually wrong-headed and he was better off choosing the troubled kid.
0: Well, not just that. It's – it you <laughs> – having belief in people is what makes them good. Yes. Yes. Like he said he chose, they chose wrong, but I think part of the problem wasn't that it was that they, they, um, you know, their idea of power was wrong. They yeah. wanted to consolidate it, but it actually should have been shared sort of an idea. Yes. So yeah, I think his whole concept around what makes somebody good is wrong. And I think you see the opposite of that in the foster family. Mm. It is them giving Billy love and giving him a home and believing in him that, makes him want to be part of that and yeah. makes him a better person yes so um i think the movie is actually telling us that that pure of heart isn't real yeah it is yeah it's your choices that make you good but it's also like adults believing in kids mm-hmm.
1: and if yeah. they be, had believed the in mark they Strong, he probably wouldn't have turned evil yeah and supporting the kids in a you know in a loving and, and accepting way exactly yeah. and which is I, what makes so her. i
0: actually think that Jaimon Hunsu is a bad (laughs) yeah because then i wrote about i hope they're not
1: setting up freddie
0: to be a villain once Uh, again the same disabled character is a villain yeah no i was really glad they didn't do that me too and then yeah he gets so he fights the um the kids beating freddie up gets on the train checks the route map when the train freezes over and everybody disappears which stop am i at which is great And I was wondering why Billy gets the full backstory instead of just the shortened version that Mark Strong got when he was a kid.
1: Yeah, I know. This is more more time um, critical or something. I don't know. I also wrote Lay Your Hands on My Stuff. Because, my God, how did that even get past? I don't know. I mean, it's hilarious, but also, like, okay. And it's
0: lampshaded to death. Mm. Which is like, and he continues as well. Like the other stuff he says
1: after that is also really hinky. Yeah, but uh, and, then, and when he has to say Shazam, and um, Billy, Billy's first reaction is exactly the same as our reaction. I don't think we were the only ones in the audience. We just laughed. Yeah. Well, I think that it's actually it's so great because it's so um, it it
0: shows you the evolution of language as mm. well, and that if we actually came across people who spoke spoke the way that people spoke in the past, we'd think it's funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think it's was great. I like it. And, and the, the Shazam thing as well, which is like that that's the, the magic word. It's great. It's a it's great so magic word. And also like it's why they can't give him a name because the one thing that he could be named is something that he like if he says it. He reverts back or come or becomes mm-hmm. the superhero, so it's kind of funny. So there's this running joke of all these names that people come up with for him. I think we settled on Captain Sparkle Fingers. We did settle on that, but there were a whole. I tried to write down almost all of them because there were some amazing ones like Thundercrack, Mister Philadelphia, Power Boy. No, Power Boy is Freddie.
0: Yeah, it's Mr. He's he's like um, it's Mr. Philadelphia and Power Boy. Uh, he's he's trying to give himself anyway. a sidekick name at that point. Yeah,
1: well. yeah, Captain Sparklefingers. and there's the whole way. oh, Human Power Storm, Maximum Voltage, Max, and then <laughs> um, the Red Cyclone. Some people call him oh, it's freaking amazing. The I mean, hilarious.
0: Yeah, and then once Levi shows up, I basically just quote things. <laughs> A while yeah, just because basically he shows up, he goes and gets Freddie, and then it's just a laugh a minute for the next ten fifteen minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, he's he's so great. Like I, I've written, this movie is not afraid of a pratfall. Yeah. Um, but like, and, and some of his, his jokes, like stupid adult hands. <laughs> I wrote that too. That made me um, laugh so hard. And when he first sort of appears before Freddie, Freddie's instinct is the same as Peggy Carter's. He reaches out and touches his chest.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I heard that too. So but great. Also, right. Like when he first shows up in the window and he holds up a sign that says, don't scream. And Freddie screams and he says, no, I said, don't scream. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> really funny to me as well. I don't even know how to pee in this thing. <laughs> yeah, it,
1: oh, I figured out how to pay in this thing by turning back into Billy. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> um, so great. And then yeah, so they they go off and save, the, well,
0: um, save the woman who was perfectly capable of saving herself and end up mugging her anyway by accident. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then way, way worse, injuring the other guy. And she's like, "Don't hurt me." Yeah. Yeah. And then going to the um Seven Eleven, I'd like to purchase some of your finest
1: beer, please. <laughs> Uh oh god and then when they when they have like saved the 7-eleven from the robbers and they get the beer and they're like oh beer is gross i'm like "Uh uh-huh beer is gross and then they go back in and get like candy and chips and (laughs) it's so good it's so clever and like but also all of that stuff is
0: really well shot yes the framing of the shot where where um levi says Um, I'd like to purchase some of your beer, please. And then he looks and like, he turns his body while still looking at at the store clerk and then walks away and then Freddy's there behind him and he was completely blocked by his giant body. Yeah, yeah. He's just there behind him. And then he just kind of walks away as well. It's such a good comedy beat. It's so nice. Um, Mm
1: I also noted that there's a lot of crime around. Oh yeah. They stumble across two in one night. Conveniently located. Although I, I think part of that is like, it's in Philadelphia, which is, you know, a bit rougher and a bit like... The neighborhoods they, they move around in, like
0: yeah. Um, there also there's this whole scene that really stressed me out, but I probably shouldn't have been as stressed out as I was because there's this. Um, so the um, robbers come in and they're stealing, they're robbing the place, and they shoot Shazam, Billy, right? Mm-mm. Levi. They shoot Levi, and he's like, "Oh, we don't know if it's your suit or your face. Shoot him in the face." And they shoot him in the face, and obviously
1: I knew it he stressed me out too because but... how do you know you're not going to be your face is going to be invincible too? I knew he was going to be fine, but I got worried about Freddie because I'm like, well, Freddie isn't bulletproof. No, he's standing right there. right there. But also he doesn't know if his head's bulletproof. He only knows that the suit's bulletproof. Like, I know. It's tempting fate to me to stand in front of him. That's just them being dumb, I think. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, And, and it's t- totally the kind of thing that two 14-year-old boys
0: like them would yeah. get up to. Well, I think he's 14. It seems like Freddie's a bit younger, like 12 or 13. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah, anyway, um... Because he he lords it over him a few times. Uh. So when they get home, um, Freddie says, and, and Dala discover, discovers them, Freddie says to Dala, a superhero and loved ones are like magnets. And I was like, you've been hanging around him all night going to, into these situations. Like, did you not you think, think of, of yourself
1: like that? No, but he's more worried about Dala, which is kind of sweet because Dala is obviously amazing and like so sort of soft and um, open. mm and then we get a scene where Mark Strong just completely eats up all of the scenery. Yeah, I know. Where he goes goes to his father's boardroom where we discover the father and is still alive yeah. and the brother is there. The brother still has the same terrible haircut but looks like a completely different person. Yeah, well, that's how you tell it's the brother, though. It's He's got the same haircut except he's gone grey. I
0: didn't know until he said he like, started talking well, they, well, they, to yeah, him. They, they
1: do mention his name but also, yeah, he's got the same terrible 70s haircut. And I was <laughs> like, oh, that's got to be the brother. Yeah, he chews that scenery really hard and um, – he also In talk, a really great coat. Yeah, but a weird collar.
0: Yeah, um, but the weird collar is how do you, how yeah, do you tell the apart,
1: The the fur, the fur and leather coat is amazing. He also talks about himself having actual power, to which I wrote down. Let me know if real power wants a magazine or something. <laughs> that was what it felt like. Yeah. Anyway, he's yeah, he kills him. But there is a good scene where, again, I was like, this is where I finally wrote down, oh, this guy must be a horror director because um, – outside the boardroom there's like the receptionist you know assistant sitting at his desk and he's like oh there's noise going on should I go in there and then like some a body hits the wall mm. and he's like mm, nope I'm well, getting out of here it's that fogged up glass stuff yeah, yeah you the, can't the, quite see you through can't, once they press up
0: which mm. um did you ever actually watch the middleman oh I've watched like
1: a few episodes of it so
0: in the pilot of the middleman There's like this whole opening scene where there's all this fog behind Wendy and she's a um, receptionist Mm. at the time and it pulls out and she's sitting at this desk and she's playing with a lighter and behind her, there's this monster and it's just dragging this person around and they get thrown up against the glass and stuff. And
1: I was like, wow, this is so similar (laughs) to that scene. Yeah. I mean, it's not, none of these are original. Like I've seen a lot of these scenes before they are just done quite well here yeah but it's also that scene where they let the we see the seven deadly sins demons again and it was that point that i kind of noticed that maybe this movie doesn't have quite the budget of some of the others Mm. because though the sins don't they're janky as hell super great they're pretty janky yeah Um, kind of and some of them were like not in focus yeah yeah i'm
0: glad they weren't featured too much (laughs) yes me too but yeah, I think also, and they, they I don't know if they had the budget to animate their mouths or something. Cause they continue to uh. communicate telepathically.
1: Yeah, and then later on, like when Zachary was like, "Well, that one must be gluttony, and that one must be wrath." And I'm like, "I'm glad you can tell the difference." Yeah, um, um, I could. By the end, there was there was one that was like bigger than the others. I guess that was gluttony, and then there was well, one. Greed that was, had
0: forearms. Yeah, greed
1: had extra arms because we and because well, greed um, picks up somebody. Uh, um, John Glover. He yeah. goes after John Clover and He's that's John when Clover. I noticed uh,
0: the dad, Mark Strong's right. dad, okay. um, and, yeah, and yeah. rips him apart. And that's when I noticed he had the forearms, mm. um, but it is hard to tell. <laughs> then we have the dude, where's my car moment.
1: Oh, yes. Um, where uh, he, yeah, the bully's car gets uh, dropped Mac. from a great height. I didn't write very much down there because the next thing I've written down is your face gives off a very strong vibe of somebody who's hatching schemes. Yes, um, that was that was the
0: security guard who I n- remember being called Moran because they call it, he calls him moron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but
1: the two of them are trying to sneak out of school and then Zachary Lee, I going back in his big coat saying, "This is me taking my son. I have was late at the business office and this, I'm
0: taking this son as well as that other son that I just walked past in the hallway."
1: <laughs> Which is really great. Oh dear. And then I wrote down that Queen really will sell their music to anyone. Queen just giving their songs away now. Yep, huh, is my note <laughs> because we'd just seen a Queen song in a Coke ad or yeah. something before the the movie. Um, it's "Don't Stop Me Now," which is obviously great. Uh, but I think wasn't that used in Umbrella Academy recently? <laughs> I know there is a Queen song to which there there they there is a similar rampage in that show. But anyway, yeah, Queen. I mean. <laughs> The su- I think it's pretty well known. The surviving members of Queen are pretty mercenary. Um, the surviving ones who were still in the band. There was one guy who left the band when Freddie died. But yeah, the the main two, Brian May and Roger Taylor, are just like they will sell music mm. to anyone. <laughs> then we get Levi Flossing. Yeah, yeah. But, yes, I wrote that down as <laughs> That was so cute. When they're making little test videos about what powers he may or may not have. Mm-hmm. They but- also wrote that he's so delighted by everything. Yeah,
0: he, it was lovely. It's just, it he's so, like, happy to watch. He just makes you so happy to watch him, mm. you know? I also yeah. think at one point they actually call him Captain America in the videos. Oh, yeah. Like, that just
1: sort of passes by really quickly. And I was like, hang on a minute. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I did make a note at this point that at some point, Zachary Leeway's makeup looked a bit weird, but I think it was because his hair colour was dark. Like, they dyed his hair a shade darker than it normally is. I think, I mean he is going grey. So, like,
0: I think there's like a couple of points in the movie where you can see like the first evolution of this yeah. of the like
1: look, yeah. Because and then another evolution yeah, of the look, like because his foundation's a bit flat and his eyeliner is really noticeable. And I was like, that, just a bit off. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. He might have been might have been early makeup and costume tests. And at the same time, I also went. Wow, some PA has to take that coat out, that the the cape out for dry cleaning every day. It is so white. I mean, yes. presumably it's been like you know um, improved by CG, but yeah, yeah, it was so thick and white. And I was like, how does it stay that white? See, I just wrote at some point during this,
0: shame Billy is a selfish shit. So, right, this is the point at which we get that shift. Which again, it's so like I think the only it it seems like it's such a kid Billy thing. Mm. You know, like, and separate from the adults. So then we finally get those two together when adult, when Shazam Billy is off, you know, pew-pewing and, and forgets to go and protect his brother. Yeah. I thought something much worse was going to happen to him, given that the the bullies run him over in the first scene that they're in. Yeah, I
1: know. I was quite worried for him as well. And he's gone off to a strip club at this point as mm. well. So, which is, yeah, again, very much like what something that 14-year-old Billy would do that yeah. we've seen
0: yeah and he says holy moly and we get eye of the tiger yeah that's right <laughs> up
1: the uh, at the top of the rocky steps
0: yeah, only the only the like you know it's on the the diegetic it's the diegetic music he's actually yeah, he's like, going, pew, referencing pew, it pew, pew, pew. Yeah. yeah and then he saves the bus full of people that he endangers in the first place uh-huh. um but also in that part i wrote surely that impact would still be bad Yes,
1: especially as he, like, he grabs the bus it's sort of lengthways and he grabs the, um, the front of the bus and then he has to bang it back down onto the ground from like, you know, six feet in the air. Yeah. No, it, it seemed like it would be a lot of impact and it would be really bad. But at this point, he hasn't quite figured out how to fly yeah there's a bit where he's like if you believe you can fly you can fly and i'm like they're not going to license that song are they that's an r kelly song please don't license that song and they didn't so that was good but he, had, yeah, he hasn't figured out flight or anything yet so yeah it would have still hurt like the not just that the people walk off the doors of the bus like mm-hmm. open like bus doors yeah no that would not happen
0: then we get mark strong's one another mark strong entrance where he flies in just like in the background and everybody's like what like the Mary hell Poppins, <laughs> while, yeah well billy and freddie are fighting which is so great yeah that was really great um, oh and the um and then they fight so they fight through all these places and one of them's a toy store
1: and then we get oh, two yeah. references
0: we get the <laughs> i'm batman toys <laughs> which is Really funny. yeah <laughs> and then the reference to big as well
1: yeah and i think there's also a bit of elf going on in there with then, the you know kid becoming a grown-up in a toy store kind of thing
0: yeah I didn't notice any overt references to that. The no, big, it was more the that piano.
1: I, it was more the elf vibes. But yeah, oh, right. the big was um yeah yeah the piano referenced. was a very
0: overt reference to big
1: uh-huh. goes and saves Mary. Yes, one of my superpowers is name guessing because he totally creeps her out by knowing your name.
0: <laughs> yes. And then um, you're gonna live in a group home for your life. Okay, well bye.
1: <laughs> Which was great.
0: <laughs> Why did I write? I'm a good sister. Is that
1: this point? Yeah, must yeah. Be. yeah yes because she, um he the the other kids figure it out yeah. and she hasn't t- adala hasn't told anybody she's like i'm a good sister oh that's right they have that fight freddie and billy have that fight at dinner yeah and she's and sitting there like shoveling food into her. foster dad goes very specific interesting <laughs> and, and and then
0: they're like dala you're very quiet and she's like mm-hmm. <laughs> great comedy timing from the tiny child
1: oh she's so um, great
0: yeah and then I have notes like, "Where does Billy keep his phone in his costume?" and "Where do the foster parents get money?" Yeah, well, good question. Um, but yeah, then he goes and sees his mum.
1: That scene is lovely. Yeah, very, very well done. Like, really poignant, and it kind of that the way the film walks the lines between. Like, it uses it's it is funny most of the time, but it, it goes really dark too. And it, that beautiful walking the line of those mm. two, and uh, it's so kind of tragic because we have just found out that Billy is fourteen at this point, and. Because I was wondering how old he was. Because as you know, I don't know how old kids are. And like, his mother says something on the lines of, if you landed on your feet. like, He's 14. He is 14. My God. It's just so like upsetting and sad, but it is really well done. Both of them do really well. Yeah.
0: Well, she clearly wasn't cut out to be no. a mother. And she was apparently 17 when she got pregnant. Oh, oh it's
1: Yeah. It's. it's I mean, it's, it's, it yeah. is. It's all really tragic and sad. It's all really
0: tragic and sad, but just to do that to a child just is awful. Mm. Like, if you didn't want to keep him around, then put him up for adoption or something. Don't do that. It's horrible. Um, Yeah. So um, he goes back to confront Mark Strong, who's kidnapped kids. Mm -hmm. I love that he calls the place a shithole in front of them. Um, Mm. But then, uh, yeah, and, and then they go back to the cave and then I wrote Lord
1: of the Rings because they go over that bridge and yes, all that I did. stuff. I've thought of Lord of the Rings. I don't remember the shithole bit. Oh, you talk about the house, isn't it? Yeah, he? talking the talking house the, is a shithole. the house before yeah, that. Yeah, well, that's why I was, when you said, oh, how do they afford everything? I'm like, well, they have a really old crumbling house.
0: It still would, I think it would still be.
1: I'm sure it would be very expensive, expensive to maintain. Um, so, yeah. I and food
0: and clothes. And especially and... as the
1: two of them are former foster kids. So, it's not like they're going to have, you know, family wealth or anything.
0: Yeah. So... They they're escaping, and we see the crocodiles playing poker, and um, mm. which is I don't understand all the references in that scene. I think there's some references. It reminded yeah. me of Monsters Inc. Actually, that. Yeah. It. But
1: there was also um, all the kids before they when they head in there pick up a weapon. <laughs> yeah. And Mary's got a calculus textbook, and someone else has a lamp. <laughs> someone has, and obviously um, freddie has his batarang. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, when they get out, no. So he has to. So Billy has to concentrate on somewhere else to escape. And they
1: leave and they come to the strip club. Yeah. Which we never see the inside of the strip club. We just see the outside. And Freddie is like the last to emerge and he's covered in glitter.
0: Yeah. But also there's a really interesting line from Pedro at that point where he goes, eh, it's not my thing. Yeah. I was like, yay, Pedro. Yeah.
1: I, that was nice, actually.
0: And then, okay, so then I have the line about, I mean, then I have the note about my whole heart because there's a moment when they're running away from Mark Strong and the Sins and Shazam Billy picks up Freddie and carries him. And I, that was like, that was it. Then I was sold on the movie. I can't, that was carry the the, can't carry the ring for you, but I can carry you. That was it. That moment. I was like, yep, I love this movie. That's I didn't even
1: it. notice that happening, but that is so adorable. No,
0: because they're running and he goes, Freddie, wait, one, two, three up. And then he picks him up.
1: Oh, and they run. I didn't notice that. Uh, no, I just about. To, I, I was too busy being excited that the carnival was called the Christmas carnival was called Philadelphia. <laughs> yes. No, yeah, I,
0: I I think you were actually looking down and taking a note during that. Oh no, it was, that was just after I think. And it, but anyway, anyway I, and the, I yeah, just it's
1: this Christmas carnival with the world's worst Santa, who's like this total coward and a it's terrible so person.
0: It's so funny though, I love it. The bad Santa, and and yeah, um, she's Amberly gets thrown into the balloon darts from the
1: flashback, the blue dust all from the flashback. And there's a little girl hiding there with her dad.
0: And then we get the, like, the the score on this is great, by the way, as well. Um, There's this awesome hero theme Mm. on the score. And then he goes out to fight the sins and flies right through it in slow motion and then gets pulled back by (laughs) the feet or the cape in slow motion. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's by the cape because I wrote no capes at that point. It is magic. It's so good. Mm -hmm. I loved it. If you're gonna, like, that's what they saved the CG budget for, and it was worth it. It lo- And also there's, um, later on, um, when Mark Strong is brutally torturing this child by holding his head underwater. Oh, God. Yeah. But then like he gets up and he says, Shazam and Mark Strong gets blown backwards, but then twists around and flies away. Mm. So good. It looks so great. I loved it.
1: Mm.
0: I like that they had all of these moments in the big final fight too mm. like a lot of movies by the final fight just seem to kind of give up
1: yeah well so that's what's really that is quite good about this one you see you can see everything that you know always know what's going on because i think at that point they end up in a circus tent which is so beautifully lit mm-hmm. and that's all all the kids and, and uh billy and shazam and then and that's you know where they fight the sins and then they agree to share the power between mm-hmm. them and then we see them all grown up as superheroes, which is so cute. It's so, uh, yeah, it's so
0: cute. There's a couple of things. I really kind of hate that they made Pedro Finn as like the best version of
1: himself. Yeah, I was going to, yeah. I mean, he's, he's he's a big guy, but he's not, yeah, he's no longer fat.
0: But there are wrestlers that they could have put in there, I think, that would be bigger guys, like, mm. like you know, really bigger guys that are also muscular and, and fighters. Yeah. And I would have preferred that. Like, it made me really sad that they made Pedro Thin to be the best version of
1: himself. That yeah. sucks to me. Yeah, I didn't like that either. Um, but it also gave, like, some other actors who probably wouldn't normally get to play superhero. Like, like Eugene is Asian, so his superhero version is Asian. Yeah, it's Ross Dala. Butler from Riverdale. Oh, right. He is tall and good-looking. I know, he's really hot. Um, and People then, love him. And then um, Megan Good plays Big Dala, mm-hmm. which I think is actually really good casting because Megan Good has a very uh, childlike quality about her um, – I know you hate her. And I, and for reasons that I didn't actually know about until, like, you told me some of them. But, well, the main – I mean, mainly I just don't think she's a very good actress. Yeah. Uh, but I just – she kind of su- – I thought she kind of suited playing yeah. a child.
0: I think she has her moments. but it And when she's not saying lines and she's just reacting, yeah. she's fine for me. But when she's reading the lines, it always sounds to me like she's just – reading a line and adding emphasis yeah um
1: there's no kind of, to me there's just nothing that goes into her acting yeah for this small part it was fine it was and fine. because the most exciting grown-up superhero was of course adam brody's oh, grown-up freddie which and of course they were a great like freddie and billy as the superheroes were a great team oh yeah um but like just seeing adam brody flying around being a superhero
0: while also having freddie's personality was and he he matched that personality so well, oh, the two, yes, so well. He did such a good job of just being grown up, Freddie. It mm. was great, yeah. And I loved to. See, I mean, it's such a, uh, it's such a treat.
1: I mean, for a TV nerd, with and the and Jack Dylan Grazer would make a great, you know, rebooted Seth Cohen. Like, oh yeah, yeah, you could totally see that working. Um, but yeah, it was such that a was treat so great.
0: for a TV nerd but, to see Seth Cohen and Chuck in a movie together. <laughs> yeah. And then they they have one
1: of the scenes that just absolutely cracked me up, which is that – The villain um, monologue? No. Yeah, oh. Yes, yes, the villain monologue. So Shazam takes on um, – yeah, so, so Zachary Levi goes off and takes on Mark Strong and they're like in two different parts of the sky. Mark Strong is giving the very super villain monologue, <laughs> but at least too far away to hear it. I can't hear anything. You say. Are, you, are you doing a super villain monologue now? <laughs> I can't hear a word you're saying. And they're both like shouting it at it was such a great joke. I know. I loved it. it and he, Mark Strong just persists. And in one of those beautiful like, meta things where, like, no, their voices don't magically amplify so that they can hear each other several miles across the sky.
0: Yeah, and then we get the kid in the tower who's like playing Batman versus Superman as well.
1: Yes, I saw that. That was so funny. Smashes them together and then they... It's a DC movie with a sense of humor about the other DC movies. Like... Well, you know, Batman versus Superman. Batman versus Superman was ridiculous. That moment was very Deadpool-y to me, actually. Yeah, it was a little. But and then we've got
0: Pedro saving the um the wheel. Yeah, and he goes, "I got it, I got it." And he goes, "Oh my
1: god, I do got it," which is one of my favourite lines yeah. in the whole movie. But um, yeah, it was some nice stuff there about about growing up as well. That sort of like when you get when you move past like being a teenager is so hard, and mm. you don't got it most of the time. And then like being an adult now you actually have a bit of power you can get it you can hmm. do it it's nice it is nice i love that and then um zachary the last
0: sin left in in mark strong giving him power is envy of course mm. yes which is i mean it's good thematically good it makes yes. a lot of sense Pest. perfect um that was always mark strong's problem and then he draws out envy by yeah. taunting him yeah which is great and he wins the fight with words which is freaking great yeah (laughs) like i love that yeah i love that the big like this is what i'm craving in a lot of these movies when i go oh all the super like all the final battles are the same yeah like you know you've either got two armies taking each other on and then the two champions come out and fight each other or it's like it's always Mm. this big fight at the end this one had the big fight and then he won it by using his brain and using his words not just figuring out the the problem and
1: solving it he won by sharing his power with his yes, friends and, and then by using his brains and his words. Yeah. um, And saving the villain. Yes. And, and, the, and the bullies. And the bullies. They saved the bullies too. Well,
0: they, Adam Brody saves, uh, Freddie saves them and then gives them wedgies. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, yes. Suitcase wedgies. Yeah. Nice um, callback. And then
0: when they are like being cheered by all the people, which is really nice to just see a superhero enjoying,
1: you know, being saving, a superhero. Yeah. Yeah. And like, but also it shows the journey of that. Like he first, at first people are asking for selfies and they give him tips and stuff yeah. and like money. And he's like, oh sweet, I can make money out of this. Yeah. But by the end he's like, no, doing good is the reward. And having everybody clap for me. Yeah. <laughs> but also,
0: um, I love how it shows all their personalities, which I thought was really sweet and sad, but Adam Brody is like floating mm-hmm. like above the ground, which I think is cause like you know, cause he's, he's got the leg disability. Yeah. Well, um,
1: flying also seemed to be a big thing for him. Like he, yeah. he spends a lot of time trying to see if Billy can fly. Yeah.
0: But I just thought that was really sweet. And then um, Eugene is like posing.
1: Yep. <laughs> which yep. Is so great. Cause Eugene's goal is to get swole. That's yeah. the first thing we ever hear about him. It's so funny. And then and Dala is like telling Santa Claus who she is and where she <laughs> lives and that she's been really good. <laughs> it's so cute.
0: So yeah. um, Um, Yes, and then they all go home, and then they play. This will be an everlasting love. At home over the dinner, while they're all sitting around, and Billy does the hand thing. This, will be, oh, the song, the song. Oh, right. I didn't know the song. Oh, okay, it's. It, I mean, the, the song goes, "This will be an everlasting love." As soon as he's finished doing that, <laughs> right. so, and then yeah, go back to the school, and, and Freddie's being everybody's being named Freddie, and so Billy should. Shazam! Bill's, Billy shows up, like he didn't at lunchtime, of course, because
1: this movie does a lot of full circles, which is yeah, great. I mean, closing loopholes, yay! And it is, and like even though it is a little bit darker, it's still aimed at kids. Yeah. Like it's it's meant to close loopholes, and
0: yeah. And then, of course, um, well, more adult movies could do with like closing off the plot
1: holes and the the yeah. things they leave threads they leave dangling. Making honestly, sure you understand where the backstory comes. Yeah, yeah. I oh, know it's 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 cute, and then he sh- he shows up, and then we we see superman's body (laughs) yeah and i wrote couldn't get cavill um no there's something else there's but behind them there's
0: a poster and it says be a hero not a a bully yeah and like it really made me kind of geek out because i love all of the details of a world that has superheroes in them just on an everyday level yeah like i was thinking a lot about all the holes in the ceilings and the the um, property damage and all the insurance (laughs) they would have to have and the insurance yeah. premiums would probably be higher because they live in a superhero city yeah um, and all this stuff and then to see that poster just like i love those kind of nitty-gritty details of like a world that has superheroes in it
1: yeah yeah mid-credit scene caterpillar yeah and, and yes mark strong in a jail cell writing on the walls because i mean again we've seen it before but it's fun
0: yeah and uh post-credit scene dig it aquaman <laughs> yeah which also fed, felt very deadpool to me to be honest yeah
1: it was kind of fun, though. It
0: was fun. It was cute. I love this movie. Yeah, I really enjoyed this.
1: Um, It was fun and sweet. And I think that
0: it, all the messages in it are so great. All the found family stuff and sharing power and, like, it's so – um, it kind of – it hangs a lantern on a lot of stuff around superheroes. But it also kind of upends a lot of things, like the concept that somebody is being chosen Mm. Right. Billy is chosen because he happens to be the last person tested. Yeah. You know, like he, there's nothing else special about him to be
1: chosen. Yes. In um, fact, he's less special than other people around him.
0: Right. And then he decides to share that power with the people around him, which mm. is the be- like, yeah, it's all that stuff that it does yeah. to show the po- importance of community and of family and all that sort of thing and yeah. supporting children so that they grow up better makes me so happy i love it so much
1: yeah it's sweet it's a sweet movie it's not yeah it's sweet
0: but it's also like a lot of you just see so many movies that don't do that Mm. that do the opposite and that are very kind of about they're very individualistic but they're also about how terrible it is like not to have your birth parents with you and i think we talked about that fairly recently in something and like demonizing you know like other things and that the whole blood is thicker than water thing and stuff like that. And I love that this movie goes completely in the opposite direction of that. It's such a good message and such a good idea. Yeah. So that made me really happy and I loved that. Mm -hmm. Should we rate it? Yes. I give this
1: movie um, four and a half stars. Cool. I am going to give it three and a half. Cool. Okay. Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you would like show notes or old episodes, they're on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. And if you want to find us on social media, we're at Screen underscore Queens on Twitter and Facebook.com forward slash Silver Screen Queens. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.